You're listening to a mini-episode from RadicalRelationships.love podcast. Okay, Kim, where did the concept of man hour originate? Here. I don't know. I don't know where the concept came from, the idea came from. I'd never heard of it. I'd never seen it. I'd never read it. I just thought, since I was only able to make boys, maybe we should talk about... I had a, a part of that. Yeah, totally. But I <laughs> thought that maybe we should talk about men things. And that that doesn't mean, you know, hunting and fishing and romance and all that kind of stuff. But there's got to be great conversations. I just knew that that would be beneficial, I thought. And I have a high view of intentionality. I think intentionality is paramount everywhere, whether that be marriage or parenting or finances or raising boys. And so I just thought, what, what, let's have a regular time where we talk as men. And so even when they were boys, I would say, all right, men. And I would, I would always call them men yeah. for some reason. And I could see their little spines straightening up. And it's like... And so when I would teach children's classes, I would say, okay, young men, young ladies, you know, it just, it just does something. It does. It just calls them into a little bit as to who they will be. So I thought we have this great concept where we spend hour and a half, go to their favorite restaurant, just one kid, one parent, and we'll do man hour. And at first, I think they were probably eight, nine, it was this great concept. And <laughs> they got to pick the restaurant and one of them chose Dairy Queen. Yeah, probably once a month. Yeah. One of them chose Dairy Queen, one of them chose East Side Mario's and it was just this oh it's time for Man Hour and they would look forward to it. And I'm like, okay, three days to Man Hour. And that worked really well for a couple years. Uh, you know, well meant more than that. I think it was about twelve, thirteen mm-hmm. when Matthew came to me one day and Joel was nearby too and he came to me and said yeah I'm not I don't really want to go on man hour which crushed me how could you not want to spend time with your dad in your favorite restaurant talking about cool things how how could you not like what happened other people wanted to spend time with you had to make appointments (laughs) sure well yeah that wasn't in my head it was just like (laughs) it was just the thing of my son doesn't want to spend time with me at man hour and I was I was pretty pleased with the man hour concept. You know, it's like someday we'll write a book on it and understand it. (laughs) Yeah, it's like it was so cool in my head, (laughs) only in my head. And he said, I don't want to go. So I was like, okay, what's going on? And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, you got to know. So I was really started to press him. And the more I pressed him, the more he didn't know. So I said, well, let's let's spend some time on it or or take some time on it. I'll I'll get back to you. And so I asked him a couple weeks, you want to go on man hour? No. And I, my memory says it's probably six, seven weeks went by, no man hour, because Joel had heard Matthew say, I don't want to go. And he goes, well, I don't want to go either. So it was a double whammy. My oldest two all of a sudden didn't want to go to man hour. So finally, when, when I, I, I got, took Matthew for a walk, I'm like, I, you're not going to be in trouble. I just really want to hear what it is about man hour that you don't want, you don't like, you don't want and I don't think it was this articulate, but the, what I received was, Dad, during man hour, we start talking about things, talking talk about friendship, the friends that we have, choices that we make, games that we like, things that happen at school. 
And it feels like every time we start talking about things that you don't approve of, it goes into teaching or lecture. I don't know if you use the word lecture, but that's what I walked away with. And I'm like, oh my goodness. You know, it just hit me. That's exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. I was I was warning and, and it should. And maybe that friend is not a great choice for you. And um, why, why would you guys do that as, as a friendship group? And, and didn't you stop that? And, and did you speak into that? And, and I, I, you know, I'm, I'm really concerned because if you continue this friendship or this behavior, then I can, I can see where you'll be in five, 10 years. And, and so I, I began, I put myself into his shoes. If that's what was going to happen to me during man hour, there's no way I'd want to go to man hour. If you're was, going to be instructed. If it was always like, here, let me let me share something with you. And then it's like, oh, warning and concern and should and ought and advice. And, you know, it's like, I, I don't I don't like relationships where that's all I get. Right. I, I didn't listen to him well. I didn't reflect for him well. I didn't mirror for him well. Do you think it was the age that he was at that he was starting? He was moving into adolescence. Oh, he's individuating. Time. Absolutely. You know, and so it, the age is perfect. He, he didn't. I mean, he was like he's thinking his own thoughts, uh, making his own decisions. He was trying to trying to find out if my values were going to be his values. Right. And and in that process, I shut him down. You know, I was like, no, I, I um, let me let me should on you and advise you. And so he just like, no, I didn't want to go. And so it took it took another three four months for me to convince him that we wouldn't go into advice, we wouldn't go to should and ought, we wouldn't go, I, I, I would hold my concern and my frustration and my and my my input and just try to listen. I, I went to discovery and explore. That was, I, I, as I walked into the restaurant, I remember repeating to myself, discover and explore, discover and explore. Where did you get the idea that that would be a good alternative? You, I mean, at, when you're parenting, you're on a job. You're trying to... Help your kids right. become everything that that they were intended to be. That's a good question. I, I read a book because I was so frustrated and ashamed that my sons didn't want to spend time with me. I picked up a book by Dr. Gordon Newfeld called Hold On To Your Kids. And it's all about emotional attachment. And he taught us how to attach to the kids, how to connect before we direct, and how to soften before we solve. Wow. And all these massive concepts that I'd never heard before. And so he, he really talked a lot about discovery and explore. And so it was a great, uh, I think we had lunch. It was a great lunch. And he started, he started to test me. You know, he'd tell me <laughs> stories where he knew I wouldn't like what they had done. And I'm like, so tell me about that. You know, and it's like, huh. Because you can ask questions that are leading. Of course. You know, did you feel shame about that? <laughs> <laughs> would you do that again? If you could pick different friends, who would you pick? You know, you right. can you can really push somebody with the questions. I'm just asking questions. Sure. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> and so I really wanted to watch for all my guidance. Uh, I didn't want to lead him with my questions. I just wanted to discover and explore. And in time, that, that door opened again for heart-to-heart connection. And then after the wall comes down and the door gets opened, then we get to talk about important stuff. It's like, are you open for some input on okay, that? Okay, so that's important because if it just stays in Discovery and Explore, it can sound like you are just curious and in agreement. Yeah. 
with everything that's yeah. happening. Well, the, the book, uh, Hold On to Your Kids, suggests that the reason why so many kids go to peer orientation is because they get what they're looking for. What's in the peer, peer orientation? Where you look for your friendship circle, and that's the most important group to you, or is, is what your friendship circle is thinking, feeling. So they surplant the parents. So their values become more important than the parent values. And I'm like, not on my watch. That's right. not going to happen. So... The only way to actually get to your kid's heart is by going through a discovery and exploration phase where you're not shooting, auditing, uh, advice, warning. It's just discovery and explore. And then once the, the, the kid feels connected and believed in and, and heard, then you can say, you know, that he's now probably 14, you know, it's like, do you want some input on that? And I felt weird to ask a 14-year-old, do you want input on that? It's like, I got five hours of input on that, but do you want some input on that? And then he would say, no, I don't. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll check back later. And he and he looked at me and said... Do you think he already knew, we're just take you know, we're kind of choosing Matthew on this one because he was your guinea pig, um, yeah, thanks, <laughs> oldest child. But do you think he already knew what you thought about everything? Not everything, but most things, sure. But he may have known what you thought about something, but didn't know the why behind it. Or didn't embrace it, because he's, I mean, everyone flirts with a bit of rebellion in some way. Right. Uh, where we're, we're pushing back against our parents' generation. But so I would, uh, I would, and then I would come back three, four days later. Hey, are, we talked about that 10 the other day. You want some input? No, I don't. And then maybe a week later, I'd say, hey, do you want some input on that? And finally, fine, sure. What, what's your input? You think he just, you just wore him down or? Well, I, I, or I don't know. Or do you like that you respect his boundaries? We should always get him in here. Yeah, we should him. get him in here. But I think, yeah, I think he felt that he had weight in the relationship. That, that, his, that his no, that I was treating him like an adult. He could say no and I would respect that. Now, there are urgent situations where I would just go into full parent mode. Right. You know, it's like there. You, you know, it's this dangerous. is yeah. Or whether something's going on with a sibling, and I, I could just, I need to shut it down. But the default mode was discovery and explore, connect, understand, reflect, just, just do everything I could to to give an experience, give him an experience where his thoughts and feelings were valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd rather have relationship than you obeying a bunch of rules. So I had to make a decision: relationship over rules. And, and then we began to start talking about the, the values that I carry and why, whether they're kingdom values, whether they're friendship values, because I knew that whatever friends they choose would probably determine their future. Mm-hmm. So we were always talking about friendship choices. So I remember you wanting me to read this book. Oh, yeah. Hold on to your kids, yeah. Yes. And you were um, encouraging me to consider the tenets of it. And I wasn't the one being rejected with man hour, so I wasn't as motivated. Plus, I was spending the majority of time at home with the kids. And I was the one picking them up from school most of the time. And, and so, you were the one doing most of the parenting and the discipline and, and clean up your clothes yeah, and yeah. do your dishes and have you done your homework. and Mostly because I cared about that more than you did. <laughs> not, not the homework, but the cleaning up. True. So I saw this as a completely unrealistic counterintuitive irritatingly um, egalitarian style that would take all the work of running a household and put it onto my shoulders again and it you know um, 
it would kind of put them in charge. And I was like, you know, can't put the inmates in charge. This is, <laughs> this, is, this is a dangerous concept. I didn't even want to read the book. No, you didn't. And once you read the book, you didn't want to do it. I didn't. Because there is a loss of control. There, and it takes a lot of time and energy to sit down does. and go into discovery, explore. I would rather just say, no, I'm the parent. Do what I'm telling you to do. And if you don't do what I'm telling you to do, you're going to get consequences, which makes them run to their friends. Right. Or, yeah, and now, even more so, the internet, which are faux friends. Yeah. You know, so, gaming, whatever, yeah. Well, and even just, you know, Googling something that will justify their position in any area. So to keep that relationship, to make the relationship more important, again, we didn't throw out all the rules. Um, no. It was like, this is how no, we still have standards to run our household. But my, my, our, our position became, and you came around because well, you began to realize that you were losing relationship with yes, the boys. And that was, that was difficult. Um, I always expected my sons to, as they were moving into adolescence to connect more with you. Right. So I was, I prepared myself mentally, um, yeah, but, zero to twelve was mostly with you. Yeah, I mean, just sixty forty, you know, whatever, speaking, and then yeah. and then adolescence was more like sixty forty. But mark. I didn't want to become just the the Charlie Brown um, voice in the background, right. Charlie right. Brown parents. That's it, or no adults right. in the background. I got distracted because of the sound our wings. Our wings. We got to put our wings in there. Got to put our wings in the oven. In the oven. So, maybe so that's that was the story of Man Hour. They they they've come around well. We've got great connection, great relationship, lots of attachment. My goal was I want to know a hundred percent of your thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Secrets, fears, shame. I want to know it all. Mm-hmm. I want to be so safe for you mm-hmm. that you move towards me in crisis and chaos, mm-hmm. and you begin to share everything that's going on inside. Now I don't know that that's the case, but that's my goal. Yeah. That's my goal with you. That's my goal with the kids. That's my goal with those the, the men and women that I disciple. I want to be so safe that you can come to me knowing that you won't get shooted on, ought, advice, judged, judged, minimized. How dare you? What were you thinking? Which not- is which is kind of how I parented. You know how 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 could you think? How could you do that? Especially when they're telling me, you know, it's or like we why? Want- why did I? That was my favorite question. Why did you do why, why that? You and they're looking at me like, why, why did I just, you know, punch my brother? What do you mean? Right. So, so yeah, the man hour thing really helped to turn the corner of learning how to attach and connect. And then I have a place, a voice, a authority to be able to speak into the values. And, and how to make great decisions for the long term. So right. it was a turning point. Very cool. Thanks for enjoying the Radical Relationships.love podcast. If you want to check out any of our multiple resources or get in contact with us, feel free to check out Radical Relationships.love.